Black, who's going to go for it. Black for the one point to win the grand final. He's done it. Hello, welcome to another live stream of Talking Facts of Life. Proud to be sponsored by Eclipse Energy. I'm sad. <laughs> Eclipse Energy! There we go. <laughs> and delivery! Delivery! Uh, <laughs> uh, as always, I'm Mike Higg, and joining me is a rather down in the dumps, Mr. Rick Farrell. Oh, I would say how you're doing, but it's a daft question. <laughs> daft question. Yes, it had to come sometime. It had to come. Uh, the, the run of victories, nine in a row, ended at nine. It wasn't ten. I take full responsibility of that. I've put in the uh, the, the ten judges score on before the game, but hey, I, I corrected my mistake. But yes, uh, we did. Uh, we did lose twenty-five-six to Widnes. We didn't really turn up. Um, shall we get into it? Let's let's do it. So get your likes and comments. Yeah, get your. Get your comments in. Let's 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 hear what you've got to say. As as I said on the um, as I said on the the kind of preview post, um, is it is as the bubble burst or is it a bump in the road? Let us know what you guys think. Is it time for wholesale change? If we can make wholesale changes, why why do you reckon we lost? Just get get your comments in. Let us know. Um, I'll pose that question to you, Mister Farrell. First I'll of all, bubble burst or Little bump in the road. Um, well, everyone pretty much said the same thing that it's been coming for a while. So I don't think you can say it's the bubble burst because a, a lot of people sort of expected it to happen. So I would call it a bump in the road in answer to your question. Yeah. We yeah. cannot you cannot lose the ball that often and win any game against. We could have played against Pilkington Rex yeah. and lost playing like that if you're just dropping the ball cold. So it was disappointing. I think the fact that we built it up as we could have made it. A, a potential club record and then just sort of faltered. But yeah. I, I said to you, didn't I, on the way back, we're cursed on that. Something about Widnes. Yeah. Since we, we used every piece of luck we ever had when Grixie kept us up <laughs> against York at Widnes. And since then, we've had no luck there. Well, no. really, anyway. So. No, I, I, don't, I don't think either thing luck came into it, to be honest. It was just tell. It was... I'm a big believer in kind of body language and what players look like, and it just didn't look like we were at the races at all. Witness wanted it; they didn't look like a side that was struggling to be. To be honest, they, although I didn't necessarily rate them for kind of class and that, they had Danny Craven at halfback and he kicked us to death. Played played in a dinner suit, all the adages you want to you want to throw, and they they just wanted it more. And yeah, and I I think it's a bump in the road. It could potentially be a very big bump, but I don't think it is. Um, I kind of agree with Grixie from what he was saying post-match that I don't think they'll even bother with a review. There's no what. What's the point in reviewing that game really? Because we're not we're not we're not going to play on a pitch like that again. We're not going to play as badly as that again. It's it's just a blip. It's just a one-off. And like we said against, like I said against Alden, it's it's it's, it's rubbish. But it, hopefully it's a one-off um, from there. Um, Get your comments in for some can see your comments otherwise I'll have to go on our phones. Um as as we said before, Facebook is a bit of a, a weird beast in terms of um <laughs> looking at the comments there. Um I will I'll champion a couple of players because there there were some good performances. I thought um Greg Worthington was fantastic again. Um he 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 always made his yards, he was solid in defence. Uh, I thought Zach McComb again. Quilt very well. Um, 
And apart from that, he's struggling. And James Saltonstall. James Saltonstall. Yeah, but that sort of goes without saying. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think everyone was sort of wondering, oh, who's going to be a player here? I don't think you can look further than Salt. He's turned up every week, hasn't he? About yeah. Him, so. uh, I, I, I'd, I'd say it's between him and Kevin Leroy for, for mine, to be honest. Um, but we, we, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Um, let us know. Right, so... Um, do you think anyone anyone different from from what I said at all? Any? Not really. I, I no. think I totally agree. Like their halfbacks outplayed us. Craven always seems to have a good game against us, and yeah. we know what a quality player he is from the time that he spent at Halifax. But it's just it's just disappointing because we we were down to our bare bones as well and all that sort of thing. And, but you just expected us to at least give him a game. And like Griggs said about it being like the Oldham game, we just never looked like winning from minute no. one, did we? You no. know, I mean they bombed or had disallowed three chances which they could have been out of sight by half time it could yeah. have been 30 nil by half time 30 points to four or whatever mm. goal kicking but Woody missing that penalty big moment in the game I think I think that I was going to come on to it but I'll, I'll, I'll say it now I think that just summed our day up our mentality up 6-4 up and we've got them put, pressed on the line and we decided to go for goal and I think it would have been academic if we if would have kick the goal or not I don't think it necessarily mattered really oh, see, I, I, I disagree on that I think it stood us in good stead it sort of just notches us ahead slightly further and we it was obviously expecting it to be a close game as it would have been if we hadn't have sort of self-imploded with dropping the ball on our line yeah. 10 times in a row or whatever and then getting the ball back redeeming it and then knocking it on on first tackle it's, yeah. it's just criminal man. <laughs> no. the boys the boys know what they put out for us they, they know what they served up they, I think Grixie said they were a bit down and dirty on the cells and I'm not yeah. surprised I saw them leaving the dressing room they all looked very distraught yeah and, and, and so they should be and they say they, 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 they served a rubbish performance you've got to take the licking sometimes um, you said as well like, is it bumping the road or is it a bubble burst? I'll give you another beat. Is it blessing in disguise? Oh is yes, it sort of thing. Oh, it's like you're reading my mind. Um, I, th- I think I, th- I think we can learn a lot from that game. Really, going back to the point about the the, the choice to go for the penalty. I think it was paying too much respect to Winners' defence, and just we need we need we need to try and win games rather than try not to lose them. If you if if, if you know what I mean, it was just it was just it's just an attitude and mentality thing, which I think we got wrong there. Um, I spoke to Stephen Tyra Baby after the game, and obviously he's going to score against us. The, the obligatory ex Halifax player doing well and scoring against us, and he, and, he, and he said himself that the players were really really down in in, in the dressing room after the game and that. Um, but it, it's one game let's not let's not have a meltdown uh, I'd be slightly disappointed if there's no meltdown because it's been a while yeah. <laughs> that's the thing about winning loads of games and get no meltdowns really yeah, so it, it was <laughs> strange driving home last night because you totally forget what it's like to lose a game yeah. you? we've had these winning games even though we've been a bit disappointed in the performances you're like oh but we won and yeah. then you have a bad performance and a defeat it's like that dejection that you feel it's been a long time since we felt that so let's hope that we quickly get over it they'll get into training this week I'm sure they'll be chomping at the bit to uh, to put it right for us really. I think I think they will and like what you're saying I, I, I'm going to come on to it I, I genuinely think it'd be a blessed disguise like like the olden game was like it, it, no one wanted to feel that low and it, and it kind of did feel a little bit low on Sunday and, and looking at the table after the game as well 
it's just far too close for comfort. We've gone from comfortably third and a massive points difference to not that comfortably third. Now, points difference has been eroding because we just can't seem to score any points at the moment. It's just, we've gone from scoring 40, 50 points and stuff to barely, well, not even getting to double figures on Sunday, but scraping the double figures. Like fulfilling our fixtures could end up being our downfall, as yeah. daft as it sounds, because of the percentage thing. The more games we play, the lower the percentage points for the win and stuff so mm. the fact that we've actually done the league proud and got our games on could go against us and we could end up having our sort of third spot nicked off yeah. us so yeah it could do but it, we know what we're playing for blah 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 it's blah, shaping blah. up the battle of the last game of the season to be an absolute car so it could be, a long way to go before that could be but it's that, that's, that's what it's shaping up at the moment because I, th the, I think there's plenty of teams will take points off each other to be honest it's, it's, we've said it before it's a bonkers league and, oh, and Swinton who we've got this Sunday, he's not a gimme. They ran Bradford very close, and by all accounts, listening to, to Radio Leeds on the way back, yeah, John Keir said they were very lucky to to, to win Bradford and Swinton. They've got they've got pride to play for. Yeah, they're, they're, they've officially been relegated, but they'll want to finish the season off. And like 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 a couple of lads were saying at the game on Sunday, like Widness are kind of in that position. They're, they're playing for livelihoods. They're, they're, they're playing for well, contracts either at the same club or elsewhere. We sort of hit Widness at a bad time as well. They've had four or five games in a row where they've been leading at half-time and, yeah. and sort of lost it and thrown it away in the second half. So they were really motivated and obviously a team with Steve Tyra in it and Grady and Craven who've played yeah. for facts before was always going to be motivated, wasn't it? So we just seemed to hit them at a bad time and we, you know, they were sort of ascending and we were sort of declining and we sort of met in the middle, didn't we? But I think Grixie put it perfectly when he said, like, we're in each other's shoes, really. Like, yeah. you look at the table, they're third, uh, we're third, they're tenth. But, and it didn't look like that. It looked like a, t a total reverse, that, didn't it? So Yeah. Um, and speaking of, like, kind of fulfilling fixtures and stuff, we've got battered bodies at the moment. And oh, yeah. came to roost. Ob it was obvious that Woodburn Hall isn't fit at all. And... Well, I'll up a bit of a can of worms here. And again, I don't want to criticise Sam. Hang on a minute, are you having a meltdown? I know, I'm not, I'm, not, nah, I'm not having a meltdown at all. I just think when you've got Ben Tibbs on the bench, who had such a promising game against Newcastle, scored with his second touch, looked really, really good. You've got him on the bench, and it's so obvious that we'll burn all. He's injured. Why... Not why put him on the bench and not why not play him when Woodburn was obviously struggling. We needed something, and and it was a point in the second half where one try could have got us right back into it and and could have sparked us into life. I just feel I feel awful for the kid because he just he was warming up on the back of the sidelines and then he just he decided to he looked like a little kid in the corner just playing with a ball, just like not 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 knowing what to do. Do you think it was an error from Grixie not to put him on, or do you think it's one of those where the game was lost kind of thing. I, I, I don't know. I'm just trying to... It depends because obviously I'm assuming he's put him on because we are literally down to our last 17. That seems yeah. to be the way it is and that's probably the reason why Woody played. But we know that Woody can create something from nothing. If he, if you ask him, are you ready to go? And he says, yes, how can you go against his word? Yeah. But is it the case of, like we said a couple of weeks ago, like do you have to sort of protect a player from themselves and yeah. make that executive decision yourself so I, I'm not too sure to be honest I think it were a bit daft just putting him on right at the end but yeah when know, the game was lost when the game was lost yeah, so yeah I could have had no effect all you're doing is adding, adding an appearance stat to him so maybe he gets some more money or whatever but yeah. I, I'm not too sure I think because he's got a bit of pace about him but about yeah. of it, that Tibbs but I don't think Ben Tibbs in that game is the reason why we lost oh I'm not, I'm not saying that at all really but I, I just the, the game was crying out for something different and putting Tibbs on for Woodburn all 
putting him on the wing and putting Salty to fullback. It will. It would have been something different, and I don't like not dying wondering. Really, I don't, I don't mind losing games at all, but try something different. If something working, just try something different rather than going through processes and all that sort of stuff. Whatever we were doing wasn't working. Winners worked us out. They done their own work, and and we did. It. We just worked the races. Really, we just need to do something different. I don't, I don't think it was necessarily the case that they worked us out because we we did make breaks, but with them we were forced in the past. Yeah. There, there were chances where we had them scrambling back in defence. You take Barbara a couple of times, you take your tackle, you then spread it to the other wing. Yeah. We'd have had them, you know, three or four on one. So mm. just a, lacking a bit of smarts. We looked rusty to say we've had a weekend off as well and all that sort of stuff. You think yeah. we're going to come back bouncing after a long win streak and what to keep it alive. So, But like I said to you before, it's like a blessing in disguise. They'll have that Could metal be. about them now where they'll be like, right, look, that's a line in the sand there. It's it's all up for now. So who knows? Imagine say say we got to the grand final, and we, we look back. We, we look back at that witness. Game oh yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, like like, like you know. we've been looking back at that Oldham game as exactly. well. So it's exactly. it, it, it swings and roundabouts. We can't win every game, it, and it's so disappointing after the great run we've been on. Um, but it had to happen. And you mentioned we're down to seventeen fit players. We're down to sixteen fit players now because of uh, Connor Davis. <laughs> Poor um, lad. Get, get, getting getting injured. I've, I've, it was disco dancing. Yeah, we were uh, in Disneyland. Not, it's been it's been a while since I've seen someone pirouetting and stuff after after a tackle like that and he did he was like Bambi on ice watching him walk off but hopefully, hopefully he's alright um, he gets the care the, 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 the head care and that's absolutely superb now, now. and I, I, I find the thing very doubtful to play this Sunday to be honest but again who who comes in for it? Well, we've got we've got Tangata back, Tangata. lovely. So we've, at least we've got him back. Um, yeah, and um, we might see Sean Jones before the end of the season. We don't know. We're named in the twenty-one man squad, but is that just to fill numbers up? We don't know. But um, hopefully, we do see him back. Um, Recruitment is the one that a lot of people will see. I'm assuming yeah. they're going to come on to it again. Now. Yeah. So let, let's go into it. Steve Robert Shaw, thank you for joining us, Stephen. Um, need to strengthen our squad and cut them silly mistakes. All the person making yards is saltly at Widner. So let's move on. To the Lions yeah, um, need strengthened squad yes it's, it's obvious we need more numbers in but um, unfortunately it's it's a case of we, we can't really do out in, in that respect um, I've been um, kindly asked by um, uh, a, a viewer of this podcast who will remain anonymous has been told um, to, to mention that there is no way that Amir Burrow is coming back to Halifax, unfortunately. He can't come back to Halifax. He's going to solve at the end of the year, but because of the restrictions that are on people who've played certain games or whatever, he cannot come back to Halifax. So, well, people stop saying that um, <laughs> Amir Burrow is coming back. And, and, and frankly... It does disrespect to Con uh, Curtis Davis, who I, who I just not had. It, I don't think he's had a bad game yet, and he tries his art out, and um, he's doing really well there. Um, we will skip. Well, well, oh, I know. Yeah. Well, Nathan Field. Thanks for joining us, Nathan. Harris was quiet again. He just needs to find that consistency. Unfortunately, has a habit of going missing in certain games. Um, I get what you mean there, Nathan. I think he was quiet up until probably about an hour gone and then all of a sudden he decided to take a man on and, and, and go for runs there it's it's frustrating because we all know how good um, Liam Harris is and he's, he's a match winner he's won us so many games this year and it was crying out was um, was that game for a bit of Harris magic but let's pay credit to, to Witnesses Defence they, 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 they pushed up they did I, I said and I maintain they did the homework on on, on the teams and that and yeah it, it was just very very frustrating to to see him all just starting to um, come into the game in the second half, but 
you'll get that. The, 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 Liam Harris is not the only halfback that does that. Who <laughs> does that kind of thing of just drifting into games there, really? He's got a partner out there as well. You've got to look at that. So yeah. Uncharacteristic performance from Scott Griggs as well. Like, I think we've got a penalty to try and move upfield, and then he, he literally gets past the ball from the, from the tap and drops it cold, and you're yeah, like, yeah. you'll never see that. No, no, you know, definitely. So. And he did come up with some really good stuff in Scott Griggs as well, but again, he weren't the only one to make mistakes and exactly, the book yeah. not fall with him. Um, like, like I've said before, as an easy scapegoat is Scott Griggs, to, to be honest. But Because um, of his standing in the t- as a coach and, exactly. and because of who his brother is. Yeah. But I, I, I'm a big believer, and I know you are, it's a team game, we win as a team, we lose as a team, and mm. it's as simple as that, so... But speaking of, um, I think, who was it that said that? Was it Riggers that said we need to change the team? Friend of the show, Connor Robinson. Yes. Bubble's certainly not bursting, lads. Can't win them all. That's what we said. But we'll be bigger and better. Can't see what you say back. Signal bad where I am. Well, that's what you get for living in the country. But <laughs> like I say, Connor there, he'll, he'll uh, be back after the COVID he protocols. Will. Poor lad missed out by one day. Yeah. Should have played yesterday. He'll be like a new signing, oh, won't Exactly. He'll, he'll be, be, like a he'll new be chomping him. at the bit to use a ding. Hey, <laughs> there we go. Cliche bingo. But yeah, uh, be absolutely fantastic to see you back there, Connor. And it, it, it will be a breath of fresh air uh, to see you back, not least for the goal kicking, but also for... For, for, for the threat you have with ball in hand as well and well, organisation and stuff. Everyone's saying like Harris is going missing or whatever. Like, you remember what it was like when we had Harris at one position and, and yeah. at the other? We were sort of playing this pivot role where it did, I think we talked about it before. It didn't matter who was running which line. No. The structure was so good that they were sort of, you know, the defence couldn't get anywhere near him because the ball was moving so quickly and at such uh, speed and in the perfect place every time that they just managed to to get through. So I think him coming back in will do us some bit real, really good. Uh, you could say it's like the perfect time for him to come back, isn't it? After a, after a defeat to raise, raise spirits and raise morale to see him, to see him come back. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I can't, I can't wait to see him come back. So yes, um, glad to see, to see you watching Connor and can't wait to see you on the field on Sunday really. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's it's a weird one, as I say. We, we we've been spoiled the last couple yeah. of months. It's like 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 in your interview. Uh, it's, we haven't lost since May, which is bonkers when you think of it. Like best part of three months, really. We've done it since we've had a defeat, which is near unheard of for, for Halifax. So we have been spoiled, really. Yes, we can say, and we have been saying on on this podcast that it is. Um. We have we haven't been playing as well as we have been, done previously. It's a sign of a good team if we can play poorly and win. Sunday we played poorly and lost. You get that in rugby league, but as I say, um, give a bit of credit to Witness. They they turned up. They they raised they raised their game and they they did well and, and fair play to them. You, you're going to get games like that to be honest, and um, hopefully the few and far between. Um, but as I say, I think it's a blessing in disguise. Um, and we'll come back definitely for uh, for Swinton. Um, if you are watching, there's lo- there's loads more of joints since we've started. Yeah, I'm going to say, as, as uh, EastEnders just <laughs> finished. <so laughs> hi, everyone. <laughs> Welcome. Yes, uh, I w- um, we'll definitely finish before Love Island final. Just uh, just just put that in there. Just, ju- ju- just just so I can get back home for that. <laughs> definitely. But yeah, get your comments in. Let us know what, what you guys think. Um, do you think it's a blessing in disguise? Bubble burst? Whatever. Kind of a theme for the show, isn't it? Let, let, let us know. Um... Peter Woods, come on, thank you very much again, Peter. Um, can I elaborate on what Grick said about loan signings and the RFL not approving because of the integrity of the competition? Is there a cut-off point for loan players? Um, I believe that the RFL have put some restrictions in to stop teams 
lauding in a lot of players. Just the, for the playoffs. Yeah, just for the playoffs. And then there is a £20,000 wage limit for those who, who oh, do, who, who do come in. <laughs> come on, you're my inside man here, Rick. Yeah, but this is something I'm going to ask him. I, I don't think Griggs has actually spoken about this yet. This is something I'm going to ask him in the interviews before the Swinton game is are we looking, because we've had so many busted bodies, are we going to be looking to, yeah. to bring anybody in? Is there anyone out there that we could get that would improve us and not just be a... A Ben Tibbs that we can put on the bench for seventy nine yeah. minutes. So that's that, and that's, that's I really the don't thing. know, Peter. To be honest, that that is the thing. We don't just want no, numbers for numbers' sake. We want players who can make an impact and actually improve the team and and do well, really. Um, and they are few and far between. Me and Rick went to watch Keithley um, last week. Um, watch Scott Morell in action. Good old Muzzer. Um, he got busted and yeah, and he, he got the injured field. as well. Yeah, but the 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 quality League One is it's a big step down from the Championship. Massive oh step. my days! There, 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 there are some good players in there. Um, I'll shout out Jack Miller. I thought he's, he's a quality halfback, and it's, by all accounts, he had a good game again on uh, yesterday uh, on there. But signing League One players, they're very few and far between. So unless you get kids from Super League who aren't necessarily ready for senior rugby or you're going to get signings from bottom of the table championship sides who again aren't going to improve us so or you pay for them yeah simple as that yeah. you pay for them and then again it brings up the question with what money exactly. are we going to pay for them you could say that it's um the decision to have quite a threadbare a smaller squad than other teams has, has backfired it dilutes the talent if you do that. If you if you have loads and loads of players, if you've not got the resources for it, you're not going to get a better class of player. And I, 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 it's it's one it swings and roundabouts. I'm happy with our squad. Yes, we've been unlucky with injuries, but you could say we've been quite lucky with injuries, bar Connor Robinson, yeah. up until the last couple of weeks, really, because we've kept players fit throughout the season and we've we've had a relatively steady team selection in that respect. We've got to be quite prudent as well. You've got to look at the fact that Super League's cutting the funding for the entire league next year, yeah. so we're going to have a massive drop in funding. Do we still want to... Would we rather have a signing on big money for this year or would we rather it jeopardise our financials for next year? You know, we've had a good season. We've had a threadbare squad, as you've said, injuries and bans and all this sort of stuff. We're still third. Are we going to go all out and spend all this money and, and, a, and a chance of getting promoted... In the same year that Toulouse are spending a million pounds, yeah. Feather spending nine hundred grand, whoever York are spending all this money, although that hasn't worked out for no. him, you know, is it is it worth doing that or is it worth seeing where we stand for next year? And if the money's the same next year, then we're like, all right, maybe you know we could have done it, but hindsight's twenty twenty vision. So yeah, of course, it is. we cannot spend money we don't have because if we spend money that we don't have. We won't have a club to support, and that is the most important thing. Yeah, and in the, let's say we pull off the near impossible and do get up to Super League. We are nowhere near in a position to, to go into Super League right now. We don't want to look, look at Lee. Lee were in so much of a better position than us, and look what's happened even though they won the first game last night. Um, do we really want to go up, not be ready, get thrashed every week, come back down, tails between his legs, and we're back to square one? We could be even back to square minus one because we could go back even further because after, after 2003, no one wants to come and watch Halifax because we're a losing team. We're a winning team at the moment. We need to still get bums on seats and feet on terraces. Let's just keep the momentum going. And I'm glad of where we're going at the moment. We've had one loss in ten. Let's put that into perspective. Absolutely. 
Uh, hey, I don't know about you, though. I'd rather go up and have the million quid in the skyrocket. <laughs> but it's like, it, which players we want to sign? Will Brandon Moore want to go full-time? Because, again, he's he, he turned down Super League offers to stay at Halifax and that sort of thing. It, it, there's a growing amount of rugby league players who are turning down full-time or Super League offers because they are more secure in their money having a full-time job outside rugby league and then playing championship on a weekend or whatever. The, the talent isn't there and then you're going to dip your toe into the the French or NRL market where it's a big, big risk. Are you going to get a Thomas Bosco or a Wade Beregbo, as we were called? He's mm. a bit of a lottery. Um, Nathan Field has come with Great a brilliant question. point. Are we starting to see a backlash and loss of our academy team? Um, it's out of our hands. Exactly, yeah. exactly. The that went yes, our fault. Yeah, because we did have those players there to plug those gaps, but it, it was taken out of our hands. We were denied a license by the RFL. There was absolutely nothing we could do about that. So, yes and no, because yes, we would have had those players to plug the gaps, yeah. but no, because it's not our fault, mate. So. Yeah, as I say, it's it's bigger than the club. Is that and if I'm sure that if the club had the, had the choice, then yes, of course we'd be running with a academy or reserve grade or whatever. But again, funds, opportunities mean that we can't do that, unfortunately. So um, it's one of those there, really. But swing, like putting a positive spin on it, look at the team that we, we keep putting out and how many of those lads have come through our reserve grade and come through the the youth clubs um, of, of Halifax Um Will Calcott coming through Caldwell College and, and, and all that. Brand, Brandon Moore, Davis Twins, um, Woodburn all coming through the reserve grade. We've done very, very well out of it. Um, it's just a shame we can't carry that on. But we've got time to, to build again from what we're doing. And as I say, we're trying to finish as high as we can in the championship, get the, the competition money, have a crack at the playoffs, see where we were at. But... I'm sure there is a lot of recruitment going in the background. Um, we've already heard of one big rumour, thanks to a friend of the show, Matt Shaw, in terms of Matty G from from Lee. Um, nothing official on that at the moment, but um, if you l- l- listen to Rugby League Live and we'll, we'll read their stories and that, they're not far wrong usually, so uh, it'd be good to see him, him, him at the club there. But um, That's for next year. That's anyway. for, again, it's for next year. And as I say, we're, we are not the, the only teams that are really, really putting players on this year a fev. The end and some super league. There's loads of activity going on for next year and it's up to them whether or not they make things public. Like we saw with Liam Harris, for instance, it was known for ages that Liam Harris was signing for us, but it, nothing was official for ages because Hull didn't want it to be public. Now, we could be having loads of those going on in the background and we don't know. As I say, Matt Shaw put out a story saying that Matt G's signing, signed for Halifax, whichever one you want to believe. Nothing from either Lee or Halifax at the moment, but rumours mean that there's something going on. There's no, there's no smoke without fire in that in that respect. But I'm sure that Simon Griggs and Ian Crowd are doing their jobs, getting players on board for next year in what is a very attractive championship, because you mentioned next year, there's, there's 
most likely, without doing us a disservice, it's either Toulouse or Fev that are going up. There's going to be... It's Toulouse. I don't even know anyone. <laughs> anybody else. Toulouse will get... Right, let, 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 let's stick our neck out. So yes. when Toulouse, Toulouse, stick our neck out? Yeah. <laughs> they haven't lost the game yet. <laughs> no, they haven't. And they've not looked like losing a game, apart from against us. That's ironically. it. Ironically. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, when they go up, there's a big championship that's leaving. And Lee... I don't know what's going to be like. It's going to be an absolute lottery what they're going to be like. Are Fev going to be as strong? I don't know. Are York going to learn their lesson and sign more youthful players? We don't like know. London aren't going to stay full-time. London are going part-time, yeah, exactly. So it's it's will Batley be the same force? Because by all accounts, their star player, Luke Cooley's been courted by Super League like clubs. Yeah, exactly. So it's one of those, really. Um I'm happy where we're at at the moment. I'm, I'm, I'm. It, like mentioned, Olden game. If we just have the Olden game, we're going to be third with four games left. Is there? You'd have all bitten his arm off. So again, perspective on these sort of things, patience and perspective. All peas. We've had the bees at the start of the podcast. Yeah. We have made our way to peas. Um, yeah. It's, I know. I know. It's very, very hard. We're all fans. Want to know these news, but let's take it one step at a time, one week at a time, one game at a time, and and and, and we'll be there. That's it. Because if you lose concentration, look what happens. It's uh, yeah. it's happened this week, hasn't it? And uh, it's cost us. So let's focus on the game in hand, and like I say, we'll uh, we'll crack on from there. Do you want to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lyndon Grady, thanks for joining Hello, us again, man. Lyndon. Um, Surely, though, don't you think if we did get in Super League, high caliber players would be interested in joining our beloved club? Thoughts, guys. Um, you'd have thought so. And Simon Griggs is a very, very well respected figure within rugby league. Um, but like we've seen for Lee, you'd have thought teams would have been clamouring to sign for Lee, and they didn't necessarily. Uh, Halifax are they a completely different beast? I don't know. Um, it's in God's country for a start. It is. Yes, yeah, it's, it's the right. It's the right side of the pen, for sure. We're blue and white rather than red and white and stuff, but. It's one of those. What what you might well find is that if we did get into Super League, because of the amount of Halifax players that are knocking around, it would be attractive for some of these guys going on loan. Morgan Gannon, for instance, would be great to get on loan if he was a Super League player. Riley Dean, for instance. These young Halifax-based players who, by all accounts, support Halifax, why wouldn't they want to play for Halifax yeah, exactly. Super League? It, it's it's a win-win situation for their clubs playing Super League. They're going to be playing every week in that respect. Why not? Um, so, so answer your question there, Linda, but whatever that is. Scroll up a sec, Rick. <laughs> um, how can I think that they have a club? Yes, I think they would do, but I don't think there'd be that many because there are other teams as well, unfortunately. <laughs> hey, we're an attractive proposition with the rebrand. And, the, and one yeah. thing, and I've written here, I'll just go back to the witness game. Um, for a quick second, atmosphere because the atmosphere yeah. of witness was diabolical. Oh. I can't believe they were putting tweets out saying, "Oh, the crowd was bouncing and stuff." And I'm like, "No, it, you know, it wasn't." But without that drum, we lack that bit of uh, yeah, steel, we do. You know yeah. what I mean? so, and can, can I can I just like segue onto that as well? There is a worst run stadium than the oh, Shea. Yeah, unbelievable. I, I didn't I didn't think wow. it would be possible. Has anyone else watching this podcast known of a ground where they shut the bar and food stores at half-time? Yeah. Warrington, Warrington, it's just down really, the road. Really? It must be a Cheshire plastic scouser thing. I don't know. But 
the, the steward came up before they put, even put the announcement on the tannoy. Like, I don't think there was anything on the tickets that said anything like that. Steward came up to us and said, "Oh, by the way, lads, they shut the bar at half time." And actually, like, repeated it back to him. And I said, "So you're saying that uh, the, the the point where you would get a drink and some food, where you're not going to miss any of the game." That that's when they close the bar, and then once the game starts again, they open it again for people to miss. And he goes, "Yes." And I said, "Do you realise how stupid that sounds?" And he goes, "Yeah, it's not me, mate." And it it was it was just a balmy atmosphere. It was just well, there weren't much atmosphere at all until when they started to, to win. But you could say that we we were flat as well. It's 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 one of those really. It's it's weird. Every time we go over there, it seems to be weird. Told you you'd have a meltdown. <laughs> right, let's get back to the comments. Get your comments in, by, by the way, guys. Let's yeah. uh, keep this thing moving. Uh, Peter Wood said, The higher up the league, you finish the more money you get, plus sky money for the playoffs. Surely must be funds available, given the players who left. Um, the facts of the matter is, we don't we don't necessarily know exactly which how come, much. If you come on to the next yeah, one. Yeah, and, and Pete was continuing. Watch an interview with Ian Crowe on Rugby League, back chat, um, albeit in 2006, difference in league position can be 300 grand plus. But that is five years ago. Nothing is set in stone for this year. Even the fact that we've only got four league games left and then the playoffs. No one knows what we're playing for for next year. Yeah, it's yeah. not been set out. The money's not laid out like it used to be in the eight. So... That's the reason why I like the H. You could plan for next year before you really got to the end of the season and then yeah. you dropped off a cliff. Because obviously, not knowing where we stand only benefits Super League. It doesn't benefit us. In fact, it hinders us all, doesn't it? Yeah. Let's so. say, you, you, you've got, the, uh, as I mentioned before, the only teams that are making moves this year are the teams that have definitely got resources, and that's Fev and Toulouse, it seems, but also Leah signing for next year because obviously they've got Sugar Daddy Degsy on, on board, so he's pumping money in we haven't got that at the moment but as i say it's one of those where i'm sure there's things going on in the background and there will be people who are interested but again money talks and we've come out of a pandemic where people have lost jobs and all that sort of stuff and people are thinking very much about life security and as i say it's it's one of those do you, do you take a chance and go full-time rugby where you're not going to play um a la chester butler but he's He's, he seems to be permanently injured at the moment. I don't, I don't think he's even played a game for him yet, unfortunately. Um, but we, we, we shall see. We'll see on that one. Um, some more things. Stephen Robert shall say, is Robertson available this week, boys? Ask well, him. Well, Ask him. Connor Robinson, if, if you are still watching, Connor, let us know. We really want to see you back. And if Tell it you what, if you catch COVID this weekend, Connor. <laughs> yeah, but wear, wear a permanent mask, stay indoors, <laughs> don't mix see. with anyone. Paint a big black lights. cross on your door. Yeah. Um, Lyndon Gray's come and say, maybe these Cheshire folks can't drink like us Yorkshire folk. And yeah, yeah I, I agree. I agree. Um, well, Ian Colbert, thank you very much for joining us. Um He's replying to Stephen Robert Shaw's comment about Robinson. Uh, he's on cloud nine at the moment. Our first win of the season is a Lee fan. And my one is thinking of joining us with Derek. Next thing, you'll be getting Judge Rinder to join you in, in that case. That that with a dream trio. Uh, we have no game this weekend, so I'm thinking of making a trip to the Shea on Sunday to watch the old Leather Martin Ridyard. Yes, please come on. I think I've got a few Leather fans who may well make the trip as well. Um, it'll be great to see them. Um, yeah. Under 16's free this weekend, so bring the yes. kids, bring the family. Definitely. Perfect day to do it. Definitely. Bands on, bank holiday. Yep. Beer tent. Yep. 
Lovely stuff. Definitely. As I said, lots of people saying, oh, junior rugby and all that sort of stuff. Get these junior rugby people in, in the share. Get them through the gates. There's no, there's really no excuse um, this weekend. Um, get them through. But yeah, um, Lee did win. And again, my um, my silly prediction of Lee definitely staying in Super League is a complete load of rubbish. Although, if they keep winning games, you never know. You never oh, know these yeah. things. Never know oh, these things. Yeah. Um, would you rather have Lee down or Salford down for Marshall? Or <laughs> not to have to go unless they're playing at that stadium. I don't want to have to go to that nightmare of a motorway stadium. Yeah, I'm, bring I'm, Lee down, proper rugby league. Exactly, better, better game, better, better, better ground. To be honest, there. Um, but yeah, Martin Ridyard uh, for Swinton. He's still, he's still a class act, still a class player, still got it there. Um, it's the young players who seem to make the difference against Bradford yesterday, it seemed. Let's um, come on to Swinton then, shall we? Yeah. Let's have written here, like, everyone's saying, oh, we'll get back on the horse again, Swinton. Swinton at the Shea yeah. are our bogey Oh, God, team. yeah. They have beaten us so many times when we've gone in thinking, oh, we'll wipe the floor with ease and whatever, look at the league position, and they turn up, they, put, they run the same play five times and score five of exactly the same try. Who was it? Liam Marshall. Liam Marshall. Yeah. Scott, five of exactly the same try. So, two words, must concentrate yep, this weekend. Yeah, definitely. So it's going to have a good atmosphere, like I said, with all the festivities going on and everything, and with it being a bank order, people don't have work going on. I've got a gig afterwards, so I won't be able to partake in the alcohol <laughs> this week, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, hopefully people will stick with us after the one, like we said, blip, bump in the road or yeah. whatever, and get back down the shade because... Yeah, witness was a bit of a write-off that day. The atmosphere was flat, but you know what it's like when when the fax fans get in that south stand and the drums bouncing in and, yeah. and the lads the lads feed off that. So get behind your team this week and let's have a good Sunday for us all. Definitely, can't can't, can't agree more. To be honest with you, there, um, it's it's one of those where it, it it is potential banana skin and one of those again like we mentioned before, like witness theoretically haven't really got much to play for this year apart from pride because they're not going down. Very much an outside chance of getting in the playoffs. Swinton are already down. They're playing for pride slash contracts either there or elsewhere. It's a dangerous proposition. And as I say, with someone like Martin Ridyard on, on there, along along with other people, Roger Lloyd's a great player. Um, that Hanson, I rate as well, that um, that halfback. Um, they've, they've, got, they've got some good players there. And as I say, the, a team who's got nothing to lose play really really good rugby and they, they, they are dangerous and they need, need to be taken serious on that one um here we go nathan field thank you very much i've done i've done the kind of this before really but let's focus on it he says our great runners now come to an end gents is it worth a tip of the hat to what simon Griggs and what an amazing job he's doing at the club here bloody here um uh, I, I, I said on Sunday that, that I've got a treasure trove of people who have messaged onto this page when uh, times were hard, wanting Gricks out and stuff like that. Um, I, w- I won't release those because it, it, it's, it's slightly unfair. Uh, to be fair to them, though, they did come on the stream and they admit to did. it when you were goading so, them all. So. So, so, some haven't. Some haven't. Some have been conspicuous by their absence, I must say. But <laughs> yes, Simon Gricks has done an absolutely fantastic job. Um, yes, time, times were hard in, 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 in the spring. Um, and like 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 we said, it's always been the 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 games were poor. We lost. We played rubbish. But it was too soon to make any kind of judgment on that. And he's turned it around massively. The players deserve a lot of credit as well. It's not just a, a coach. It's the coach is in a very untenable position where if if 
if we're going to win and run, the players do well. If it's rubbish, then the coach always gets it. It's, it is a team effort. I'm sure Simon Griggs would deflect it as well if he got any play, uh, praise on that. It is the players. But again, it's Simon Griggs who's done it. They've, they've, they've come together and... I think that like was said against the Oldham game. I did, didn't like a few go out for a few beers after Oldham game. I saw something like one of those games. A few went out, and I think it was Zach McComb on the interviews who said that the upturn of form has come from COVID restrictions being relaxed, and they could actually socialise as a team yeah. and that sort of thing. Because it, mu- it must be really, really hard to. A, to get combinations on the pitch going as well, but when when you don't spend any time together, you don't know how people click. Yeah, and, and, absolutely. And it must be really hard, but the the coaching staff and the players have a massive amount of credit. And like, like, like I keep saying, it's one loss from 10. And you could probably even more because we lost against Featherstone and then we won a couple before then as well. So yeah. we, we've lost how many games? Four games all season. Four out of eighteen. Yeah, so. exactly. So we're having a very, very good season. Seventeen. So. Yeah, and I we were third bottom at one point. So we've done a marvelous. And yes, Simon Grits deserves all of the credit. Well, not all, most of it. The players deserve job's a lot not, of credit. Job's as well. not done yet, though. As you know, we're, we're going to peak in the playoffs, and we're going to play the best rugby of the year in the playoffs, like Leeds used to do. Exactly. It'd be garbage till the back end of the year, and then all of a sudden they just snap the fingers and it's turn just, into world beaters overnight. It's just popped into my head in 2010 when something happened. I can't. can't. Oh yeah. I, I, won't, I won't say what, but you know, um, we lost against Lee, and it was. I, I remember fans baying for Calland and saying and I said and uh, my family and friends will back me up on this we'll go and win the league now we will go and we'll go and win the league and do you know what you are we the did? oracle so um, my predictions by Lee Stadium Super League uh, are pretty spot on to be honest with you and and also choosing Lee for Super League well the one that Wakaro chose Lee for Super League but anyway but more often than not my predictions do seem to come true apart from when I put bloody money on it that's it uh, <laughs> but yeah I'm not saying we're going to go win the league after this slump but oh please do if you predict it I, might come true I, I, I did say when we did lose to Alden that it was our low watermark it's going to get better it is, it is the turning point in our season and we've been and we've been proved right so I told you so haha <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's not it's not those. We're all fans together, and um, Grixie and all the boys, including the staff, have done an amazing job. So thank you very Absolutely. much. Absolutely, thank you very much for I that. Totally agree, Nathan. And Lyndon Grady, wow, Big shout he's coming. He's come with an absolute grenade. Grixie has done better than Richard Marshall so far. Right, so there's a qu- in, in the absence of James's big question. <laughs> everyone listening, still, do you agree with Lyndon there? Who's done, who's done better, Grixie or Richard Marshall? If you look at Marshy, obviously took us to within 80 minutes of the million pound game, and then you've got Grixie that got us to a, although it was with Marshall's team, a semi final of a yeah. Challenge Cup, eight, 10 game winning streak, 9 game winning streak. But I think they've done pretty, pretty much similar. It's, it's too soon to make a proper comparison, really. Marshall had four full seasons. 15, 16, 17, 18, and well, four and a half. half yeah. Grixie's not even had one full season yet, really. They had half of 2019, three, four games in 2020, and then this season. So I think it's two, two super comparisons yet. But one thing is for certain, he's doing a very, very good job. That, that can't be denied. And he has definitely answered 
some of the critics who were saying that his win percentage is rubbish, he's done this, that and the other. Yeah, he's, he's proved them wrong, and long may that continue. The way it's going is going to certainly push Marshall close for, for, for that, and the... the the only kind of thing I worry about in terms of a Halifax point of view is will it go the same way as Marshall in terms of getting a Super League job? Because it deserves it because that's the pinnacle of coaching career in this country is coaching Super League. And Marshall's doing all right. Yes, they lost against um, Lee yesterday, but he's doing all right and they've made some encouraging signings and the Salford fans are warming to him after a bit of a shaky start. Not from what I've read online, well, personally. But <laughs> we run in different circles, don't we, Michael? Yeah, yes, we do. Um, right, there were, there were some comments going through. Um, did, did they, so yes, Peter Wood has, has, has come back. Um, you need to mute your notifications. I know, it's, my NFL, <laughs> it's my NFL fantasy football drafts going on at the minute, so there's about 17 messages at a time, so sorry, man. If people weren't falling asleep uh, already, they're we definitely going to do now. Um Hang on, there we go. Uh, Pete Woods responded, they probably have similar influences, both work with Tony Smith. Grix will be a success. Absolutely. Yes, agree. Grix will be a success. He was a success as a player, desperate and lucky for injuries. If he stayed fit, Grix would have had a, a lot of Great Britain caps, a lot of representative caps there. He played a few times for Ireland, but he would have worn Great Britain shirt for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, he was a class act as a player. and would have, he Would have gone to the NRL for me. Yeah. He, 100% would have gone to it. One of the most naturally gifted rugby league players that has yeah. ever been produced in this country was Simon Griggs. Well, just, just one of the worst luck with injuries I've, I've ever seen a rugby and, league player. And so that's a big statement for me. One of the most naturally gifted. They still can't get his name right when they're talking oh, about him yeah. on Radio Leeds, can they? And here's the interview so with Scott, Scott Griggs. Yeah, awful. But yeah, um, completely agree there. Um, uh, who said that? Peter. Pete, but yeah, Pete Wood. Um, yeah, completely agree. Griggs will be a success both with us and also in the future, if slash when he does get a Super League gig there. Um, Lyndon says on comparison, he's done loads better. Why don't you read shit? <laughs> because we're, a, we're a family podcast. There is we're nobody We're a family 80. show. There's nobody, under eight, there's nobody under 50, I don't think. It's a family show. show. It's a family anyway. show. I'm not a foul mouth yob like you, Rick, anyway. It's my bad. <laughs> um, and yet one of us stands on the terraces and one of us does the work, so anyway. Anyway, anyway, moving on. Um, Nathan Fields said, playing devil's advocate, did Marshall have more money to spend than Griggs? I would say so. I would, yeah. I would say so. Yeah, but he, he ought... It won 670 his first year, yeah. although we had the lowest budget in the league at the year that we made the playoffs the first yeah. time now, so... Yeah, we did. But, al but also, he put, chose to put more money into the reserves, which has produced the players that we're seeing now, so... Yeah, um, yeah but I... I I just think it's a bit too soon for proper comparisons there. And maybe it's unfair to compare them, really. They're, they're two different kind of coaches there. Um, James is here. Moonlighting is his missus. Thank you very yep. much, James and Sophie. Get your question uh, in, <laughs> Let's compare coaches after a few more years. Marshall did amazing things for us, getting us in the top four so many times. Completely agree. Yep. Grix has had, as I say, he's only had one full season. Um, 2019 was a bit of a... A weird one, but he got us to the semi-final of a cup, albeit with Marshall's team, but he was still the coach. He still had to motivate the players and choose the team and had the yeah. tactics and that sort of stuff. And it obviously played a part in uh, the rather flat end of the season, really, there. Um, yeah, get more comments in. Let, let us know. Yeah. We're going to wrap up in about five or ten minutes, so get your comments in if there's anything else you want to talk about before we go. Um, and we'll 
briefly touch on what we think will happen on Sunday. Yeah, for sure. Um, what what else can we talk about? What else can we talk about? Um, <laughs> there's, there's, there's not right much going on to be honest. There, no, really. but nobody has anything to say after we get battered. Yeah, really, so. I know. Um, one thing I will say is that the championship is loads better than Super League. Oh. Bad, bad the whole yeah, derby. Apart from the whole derby, whole derby was if absolutely we're have brilliant. Twenty-two whole derbies a year. Yeah, would be in good stead, wouldn't we? Definitely. Um, it just we just need um, we just need Sky to pay his attention, really. Um, but they are they are showing playoff games, which is which is fair enough, which is good, which uh, is better than nothing. Um, but we, we've not really heard much about what's happening next year in terms of the TV deal there, but. Um, we shall see on that one. Um, Stephen Robert Shaw, any more injuries and players getting disciplined? We won't have a sub-bench in playoffs. Lone players needed. Again, Stephen, it's, are the players available? Do We We, we don't just want to sign lone players for the sake of it. We don't just want numbers. There. We don't want players to challenge and improve. It's a funny one. With it being win percentage, like it's affecting Super League so much that they, these playoff positions can get... Yeah. So they're like, do I want to let one of my guys go that I might need? Because if he gets stood down for COVID, it's it's a yeah. total, total minefield with it all. So I don't think the players, not only the, the, the players might not be there that would be there in other years, but Super League comes like, well, I'd rather hang on to him because if he goes there and catches something or exactly. whatever, then we're screwed. Or so. gets injured and that. Because yeah. the, the win percentage thing, I hope after this year, when this was the only year they needed it, just because of Toulouse, if Toulouse get promoted, they scrap it forever yeah. and we never see it ever again because yeah. that has been... Horrendous to work. It's out. just, it's just rubbish. Absolutely rubbish. Um, yeah, Lyndon Gray's come out. Sky out showing in playoff games because we can cut turn up, especially against the likes of Saints. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we, we can wear a bit shocking to be honest. Uh, Amy Borough played, but he had a <laughs> first introduction to the game was <laughs> was rather comical, really. But it's no wonder he wants to leave Wigan. If the, he comes back, Wigan want to keep him, and the, he's benched for someone who doesn't play hooker, who's not an hooker. It's just daft. I think Adrian lands on borrowed time there, to be honest. But he's already announced he's leaving, isn't he? Is he? Oh, so. oh, I've done this. That I've, I've been busy. Um, <laughs> yeah, watching Love Island. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, quality television. And you call the not, NFL? Not so. this year. Not this year. Well, it's still a load of Namby Pambies. Um, Walking around for a little bit of a while. Um, but yeah, um, what are we going to say? I'm going to say, yeah, no one, it, it, he's, he's going to do well as Amir Burke. He's going to Salford under Richard Marshall, and we know what Richard Marshall's like in terms of getting players and improving them. Case in point, Brandon Moore. If he can do, if he can do what Brandon Moore's done, and even better, then they're onto something. Anyway, good thank you for your efforts, Amir. But can we never mention you ever again? Coming <laughs> back to us, played a few games this year. Yeah. You're going to sign for Salford. You're a Wigan player. Thank you, mate. Have a good rest of your season. Yeah. Let's and Lyndon Grady's literally said, "Can we get Amir back?" Possibly. We said this earlier on. <laughs> he signed for Salford. He's playing for Wigan. There's not a chance in hell we're ever going to get Amir back. I'm yeah. afraid. Unfortunately, it was good. He did as well. But put your beliefs. Behind Curtis Davis, because that boy can play. Definitely, he he he's get given a chance. He's proving he's proving us right. Proving oh, he's proving us right at the moment. It's Curtis Davis, and yeah, I mean, even if we want to sign Amir Burrow back, we we can't because of the rules that are in place. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no worries. It's sailing. It's fine. Don't worry. No one listens to us anyway, so <laughs> it's all, it's all fair and good. Um, yeah, let let's let's look forward to Sunday. Let's yeah. let let's let's look forward to Sunday now. There may well be a bit of a selection dilemma because of a certain Mr. Robinson coming back. I don't think it's a dilemma after the way we played yesterday, to be honest. You've got to play Harris and Robinson and uh, 
and then it's between either Grixie or Woody for fullback, depending on how Woody pulls up after yesterday. So. Exactly. So would you put Scott Grix to fullback and then Robinson and Harris in the house, or would you put Salt and Stall at fullback, Tibbs on the wing? That sort of thing there, because I love James Saltonstall at fullback. I, I honestly can't decide. I, I don't think it really matters who's at fullback potentially, because the way we've been playing, it's it's not been a key position in our attack. I right. just think we need to get those two halfbacks that we signed to play there. Yeah. And get them playing. I think we said this, get them settled and... Yeah. Get the combinations firing for the playoffs and let's get moving. Man. Definitely, yeah. No, I completely agree. I would put Conor Robinson in, in with the, with uh, with Harris for sure. Everyone saying like, oh, you know, we need to. Uh, oh, what about players in it? Change Joker. We've said it hundreds of times. <sighs> Robinson was signed as a halfback. He is a he won um, awards as a halfback. He will play a halfback. Yeah, exactly. And and he's he, he's just going back to square one for him. Playing him at hooker or loose forward or whatever, he's he's, he's got number seven. He's CR seven. He's he's RCR seven. Needs to be playing half back and let's try not to fit square pegs in round holes for for, for the sake of it. He's an half back. Let's play him at half back. Uh, Griggs has done well in terms of playing half back since he's been injured and stuff. It's a bit of a master stroke. He's done incredibly well, but Scott Griggs is a natural full back. Maybe it'll do him good to come back into fullback um, if if Woody is 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 injured. We don't know. I, I just love James Saltonstall fullback. I'm, I'm, I'm they, I like like you are Eddie Hemmings the unofficial brace for Britain back in the day. I'm gonna run salty for fullback because he's just class. He's a class player anyway. I just think he has more impact at fullback. When but you're looking, you're looking at Woody. In yeah. the centres there, because obviously the centres didn't do much apart from Worthington and half uh, half decent game. Barber yeah. didn't do anything to warrant it. We'll look, we'll light on forwards. Is it time to put, put Barber back, back, yeah, into, back the, in second into the pack? Yeah, I don't know. But the, again, as we keep saying, this is why Greeks get paid the big exactly. get paid the big bucks, and why we're sat here talking to you wonderful people on a Monday <laughs> evening. Exactly. We don't know what goes on behind in in training sessions and behind closed doors and all that sort of stuff there. Um, Sophie, oh, oh. Sophie slash James, um, he said, "You need to mute your notifications." You, yeah. Robinson must play. Peter Wood says, "Need his pace and desperately need his goal kicking." Yeah, for sure, definitely. He just not necessarily his pace. He's just he's just buzzers. Does Conor Robinson? He's 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 a buzzer in in the nicest possible way. He's just he, he never stands still. He's he's he just makes things happen and. And hopefully, Harris has learnt quite a bit from Griggs in the time that he's played, and they, they, they come together a bit more mature partnership and um, I may, think maybe start something great. Some of the comments he's been putting on here over the weeks as well, he, he knows what's at stake for us, yeah. he knows how much we all care about it, and he's, he'll take that onto the field with him now, I'd like to think. Definitely. And, and be the leader that we signed him to be. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he, he said it last year when we, we spoke to him on, 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 on the podcast um, when he, he just signed and stuff. He, he he feels like he's coming back home. He wants, he wants to be the main man. He thrives under that pressure being replacing someone like Scott Morell and that. And yeah, get, get, give it to him because he's he, he said he's chomping at the bit. He's been out for three, four months Something like that now, as 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 he since the Feb game. Yeah, he's been out since then. Which so. is crazy because we're saying he's got to play, and we've pretty much won every game <laughs> since, since then. And yeah, 
Like, like yeah. I, I said a bit tongue in cheek that there's no correlation between uh, us going on a massive winning run and Conor Robinson being injured. But we won, we won games with Conor Robinson as well. We'll say that. But it was so great. And then, like, it's like I said before, it'll be like a new signing because 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 we've completely changed since since that Oldham game and, and the, couple, the the weeks following that we're a completely different team he played in that Newcastle game that we, yeah. we went up there and they were brilliant in that game as well so it's not just being the Scott Griggs Liam Harris show kind of thing he's Conor Robinson has done his bit not just in goal kicking and I can't wait to see him back on the field it'll, be, it'll, it'll hopefully reju- rejuvenate everyone really there um, James slash Sophie they've done their questions shall we do another comparison this week Ricardo Um, question make a team of current players that are born in Halifax 13 and subs born in Halifax or junior club based in Halifax right well I'll do some research because I'm I'm sure there's some players who claim they're from Halifax but they're not like the King brothers are they actually from Halifax or are they Huddersfield or because I I've heard that they are from Halifax, but played rugby in Huddersfield, like like certain other players uh, in, in the past day. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm giving nothing away, me. I'm keeping my secret until the movie. So yes, we will uh, get your question answered during the week and put some out, Jim. And um, if anyone else wants to jump on board with that, yeah. current players that are born in Halifax, 13 and subs, either born in Halifax or played at a junior club in Halifax. Yeah, then hopefully I'll win this time. <laughs> we'll see we'll see but anyway Swinton at home that's yes. what we're thinking about score predictions oh god any win will do yeah was that uh, Josie and the technical and facts fan <laughs> Connor and his multicoloured boots hopefully kicking us the victory I think we are going to put a lot of points on Swinton I think we are um, I think if there's one game that we are Oh right, <laughs> sorry. I'm 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 going man Mandy. Yes, I think we're going to score a lot of points. A big big victory. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Touch wood. Um, but yes, thanks for everyone for watching tonight. Uh, not the greatest uh, <laughs> podcast after a loss, but first one in ten is bound to happen. Hopefully, we'll see you next week after a winning performance um, from the boys uh, wearing Eclipse Energy on their shirts. Eclipse Energy and delivery on the dugouts. Yes, absolutely. So you'll see them there. Uh, and from myself, Mike Egg, and him, Rick Farrell, thank you for joining us. See you next week. And most importantly, up the Fox Panthers! Up the Panthers, boys.